everyone, it's Emily, and I'm back for another episode of the Beyond the Ponytail podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the women's suffrage movement, as it has been 100 years since women has had the right to vote. So, a little background information on the women's suffrage movement is that it was a decade-long fight to win the right to vote for women in the United States. It took activists and feminists nearly 100 years to win that right, and the campaign, the campaign was not easy at all. There were disagreements all over the country about whether or not the women should have the right to vote. You have no clue what the women's suffrage movement was. It was a movement that helped ratify the 19th Amendment to give women the right to vote. And this movement was so important to women because before that point, they had no right to vote. It was always males who were only allowed to vote. Crazy to think about that now because as a woman, I'm so ready to be able to vote when I turn 18. I'm 17 right now. But 100 years ago, well, a little over 100 years ago, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to vote. I would have had to just sit on the sidelines and watch everything happen around me and not be able to have any say about it. Now we're going to be learning a little more about the women's suffrage movement from a member of the Historical Society at Colonia High School. We'll get to that right after this quick message. Hi, everyone. It's Emily again. If you would like to hear more from me, look out for new podcast episodes, or you can go to the Declaration newspaper at the Declaration at ColoniaHigh.com. Okay, so today we are here with Amelia Curia. She's a member of the Historical Society at Colonia High School. Do you want to tell us anything about it? Yeah, so I actually just joined pretty recently. I kind of give all the credit to a a student by the name of Daniel Diaz, (laughs) who really wanted to go beyond just what we learn in history class and really understand the history of our community specifically. Um, But what we do at all the meetings now is we choose a different historical topic and we just really educate our members on on that specific topic. Mm Mm-hmm. So since it's 100 years since the women's right movement has, or suffrage movement, sorry, has passed, is there any information that you can give us about it? Yes. So the women's suffrage movement has really been going on throughout history. Um, I mean, all over the world. But what really jump-started the movement was what's called the Seneca Falls Convention that took place in upstate New York in 1848. And that that really just kick-started the legitimacy and strength that this movement needed because at the time, women weren't really allowed to express themselves, especially um, through voters' rights. And I feel that people today really need to open their eyes to to what was going on during that time. But it wasn't until the 1920s, I believe it was, yeah, it was 1920 specifically that women gained the right to vote. And Mm -hmm. so that's what this 100 year anniversary is when people gain the right to vote. And when you think about it, that's 100 years ago. That's like one to two generations ago. And 100 years ago, women were not allowed to participate in that part of society. And I mean, that's Mm -hmm. really sad to think about because, you know, I'm so grateful today to have that opportunity now as I, I soon turn 18. But I do like to reflect back on a lot of the people who who made that movement what it was. And in history class, we hear about Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony and those people who were at the forefront of that historical movement. But there's also women like Ida B. Wells, who was a woman of color who worked in that movement and and people like that. I, I think it's important to educate people on those things, especially in history class, because a lot of times 
it kind of gets overlooked and as a woman myself when I'm like learning about it I'm like why are we skipping over all this this is so important (laughs) you know um but yeah that's just a little bit about the movement itself was really in 1920 was that that turnaround point where the 19th amendment was passed yeah like you said it is crazy to think about like probably our great great grandmothers they did not have the opportunity to vote and it's so weird because today we are like so used to that privilege but they weren't exactly it's weird and actually my next question was going to be do you think that women's suffrage that movement is taught enough in schools because I don't really think it is I don't really think that we learn enough about it yeah I I I really don't think we do learn enough about it and and I think it's changing a little bit I do but at the same time like I mentioned we learn about the two main people who are at the front of it but we don't learn about anything else and Mm -hmm. we we learn that the text the textbook definition is is women's fight for the right to vote but in the greater sense it's really a fight for equality in all other areas and it, it kick-started the movement to help our country become more equal. Granted, I, I do think that there's still a lot more work for women's equality in, in all areas of society, but I, I definitely don't think that there's enough taught on it, especially since it's still an issue that, that is kind of plaguing our nation today. Yeah. Okay, so as a woman who studies history, what pieces of information about the movement do you find the most interesting? Some things that I find really interesting are, are how it still kind of plays into stuff today. Like um, one thing I remember learning was in, I believe it was 1923, the National Women's Party proposed this amendment. So this was after um, they had gotten their right to vote. It was this amendment to the Constitution that would prohibit all discrimination on the basis of sex. And there's actually a movie about it that came out not that long ago, but it would it, it kind of extended beyond just women. It was that you can't discriminate anyone because of their sex in, in the workforce, in, in like politics, anything like that. And the amendment was never actually ratified. And that really mm. makes me, yeah, it really makes me question like how much more there needs to be done today, not only for women, but all genders and voting because the suppression and discrimination still exists. And, yeah. and it's like, why hasn't the government ratified that? Why, why aren't that- they doing that? Yeah, that's like crazy to think about it because I thought that that was a law <laughs> that was in place. And then when you said that, I was like completely taken back Yeah, because you would think that that's a law in place because obviously everyone wants, equ- well, not everyone obviously wants equality, but it's something that should be there. Yeah, it, it was just that was one thing I enjoy learning about is how things like that kind of bleed into society today. Um, one other thing that I was reading about um when I took a push was how there's like kind of this misunderstanding that women want to be equal and feel equal, but the people of this, this movement in the late 1920s that I was talking about mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they, they realize that they are different from men. Like they're, they're never going to be men, but that is precisely why they need that vote is to make their own individual voices heard, making women's yeah. issues heard. And part of me agrees and disagrees with that because I, I think everyone should be equal. But I, I thought it was interesting how the people at the time kind of realized that that women are different. And and, and then, yeah. yeah, I just I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that definitely needs to be like known because there are obviously different problems that women think are a very big deal compared to men who just brush it aside because they don't care about it. Yeah. Um, 
this actually goes well with my next question. Do you feel like even though it's been 100 years since the women's suffrage movement, that there are still people who look down on women? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and it's it kind of stems from like, what's the word? Systemic um, kind of. Systemic. Yeah. <laughs> systemic like um, like uh, opposition against women. And they're, I, I guess the newer generations are kind of a little bit more lenient with how they treat women um, in, in the workplace and politics in all areas. But there's still those generations who kind of grew up in a, in a time where women weren't completely free to do whatever they want. Like, obviously, the people who were there from 100 years before, they're all long gone, but they passed those ideas on to their children. And then they passed those ideas on to their children. And yes, it's starting to get better. But there's still people who have prejudice against women and who feel that women should only be at the home and women should only be having children. And that's their entire job in life. They're not allowed to do anything else. They're mm. not allowed to vote. And, and I think people are definitely changing opinions. I mean, girl boss is kind of the new thing to be, <laughs> but, but for sure there's, there's definitely still things that need change. Yeah. I always, I always like seeing the girl boss thing. I don't know why it just yeah. feels really empowering sometimes. <laughs> I saw this video the other day of this female, I think she was an engineer or something, and she walked into the site. Maybe she was a construction worker. I don't really know what she was, but she saw, like, she recorded all the men looking at her as she walked in, and I just thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, like, my, my ultimate goal is to be a CEO of Wall Street and kind of be that figure who changes the game, if you will. Yeah. How different do you think our world would be today if the women's suffrage movement never happened? Oh, my apologies. Someone is calling. (laughs) Um, That's a a really good question to think about because it's like I can't imagine it not happening because whenever there's a problem in our world, eventually there usually is some sort of rebellion against the issues. But that's such a good question because... Like, I, I really genuinely can't imagine a time without it, just maybe because I haven't grown up without it happening. Yeah. But I, I really genuinely think that women somehow would have found a way to rebel and fight for their rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would be a lot different if they weren't allowed to vote. Some of our leaders would never be leaders. And you don't know how the country would, ter- would have turned out if it was a... well we've always had males in as presidential figures, but we recently had Kamala Harris for the vice president, which is a very big step up for women. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that, especially as I was talking about before of like making women's issues heard, having women, Mm -hmm. having women be able to vote is what gets women issues into politics and what tries to, um, uh, kind of like use politics for the better of women and, and I think throughout history as well like it's always the like men who are in power the the wealthy the white men who are in power and and having this movement had really changed that and even as you had mentioned Kamala Harris that's that's huge that really is and even yeah. in social media just looking there's a lot of backlash like the only reason that that she's vice is because she's a woman and they're just trying to put women in power but yeah. but no that's 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 just oppression against her and i think it's a good thing for her to be in that position because it shows 
the younger generations that women can be in power and still do just as good of a job, if not better. Mm -hmm. So do you have any last words, opinions on anything Um, before we wrap it up? I think just one other thing that I'd like to add is that the women's Mm -hmm. suffrage movement isn't just in the U.S. Like, I guess we're kind of nationalists when it comes to that, but uh, I can't remember. Where was it? I think it was the Philippines. Women just got the right to vote, like, 30, 30, 40 years ago. And so I think what people should take away from this, if they're listening, is that don't just think about your own country. Think about all over the world, the fight for women, because at the end of the day, we're all suffragettes. And and I think we just need to work together to kind of push the movement forward because even though women gained the right to vote in 1920s, there there's still issues for women today going on. And I, I think it's just important to kind of educate yourself on the past so that you can use that for the future going forward. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> you're, you're very important. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> So Amelia informed us a lot about the women's suffrage movement and what women have had to do throughout the years to have equal rights as men. But I'd like to go back into after women gained the right to vote. That wasn't it for them. After they gained the right to vote, Alice Paul, who was a lead member of the women's suffrage movement and other members of the National Women's Party, drafted the Equal Rights Amendment, which guaranteed equal rights to all people regardless of their gender. And this amendment really helped women to get at the same spot as men are. Even though it's been 100 years since women have gained the right to vote, there are still many struggles that women face on a daily basis. Like we've talked about in many of our recent podcasts, women tend to have less pay than men in the same position. And that is definitely a struggle that women are continuously fighting for. And a lot of the times they don't see anything happening for them. There are also the lack of women in positions of power. One of the biggest struggles is our positions of power in America and countries all over the world are filled by men. There's not a lot of women in these governmental positions. All of our presidents have been men. We recently, like we said in our interview with um, Amelia, that our first vice president, Kamala Harris, has just been elected and she's going to be put into office in January. So there definitely are a lot of challenges that women still have to fight through and they still have to gain equality in all of those places. Voting rights isn't just the main thing that women have to fight for. It's everything else that they need to fight for also. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Beyond the Ponytail podcast. I hope you guys all learn more about the women's suffrage movement and how many struggles women have had to go through throughout the years just for equal rights as men. Um, Be sure to look out for my next podcast coming soon. Um, Have a happy new year, happy holidays, and I'll see you next time.